This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. This is my You're gonna acknowledge me. Welcome to the WWE Podcast. It is time for your Monday Night Raw review. It is Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022, and Monday Night Raw, I think, continued to deliver. Monday Night Raw continued to show that just sticking to basics can work. And we saw that. And we also saw, of course, another return in Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling, back to WWE after an eight-month or nine-month hiatus as he was let go, and he's back. And the, the, the show continues on, and it doesn't it feel fresh? My God. Uh, and, you know, Kevin Owens being prominently prominently positioned where you could see him challenging for a world championship soon. Johnny Gargano alluded to it as well. Theory has the briefcase, right? You, What Triple H I think is doing, and it's not a secret, but I think it's worth remembering and, and emphasizing, is that he is clearly taking a, a an aggressive approach to building the next generation of stars, where Triple or rather Vince McMahon often led or, or rather leaned on the stars of yesteryear, and it felt like the same three guys cycling in and out of the main event. Triple H immediately has made an impact by just inserting talent that he felt were wrongly let go this past year. And so far, they have they have worked out well. Now, we all need to just kind of look at this with some perspective, right? We need to look at this with some perspective because it's only if it's only what a month into Triple H's reign as head of creative, and he can't bring back people every week, you know, and and it, he can't. But right now, the feeling of the product like how it actually feels as a fan to watch the show is something I haven't felt in quite some time where you you do feel like somebody that you don't expect could come out. It's a great feeling to have that back. Where under Vince McMahon the last several years or more, it's just been kind of more of the same. Everyone cuts the same kind of promo. Everyone wrestles the same, you know, and under Triple H, Right now, I think we're going to see this pattern continue. No doubt about it. This is going to continue. And again, he can't bring people in every week, but it seems as if he has a solid vision as to what professional wrestling should be. Bringing in young guys to work with the old guys. And when I say old, I mean at least established. They don't have to be actually old but just creating and focusing on creating that next generation of stars. That's the wheel that keeps turning. If you only focus on the stars that you have already established or the stars of yesteryear in just to create a nostalgic moment or spike a rating very briefly, 
that's short-sighted. That's not seeing the forest through the trees. And I think Triple H has taken a nice macro view of the product and said, okay, we can't, we can't implement massive sweeping changes. It's not feasible. It's not smart to do it that way. So let's start with what I want this to end up being and how do we get there in small steps? That seems to be the way Triple H is going. Now, again, he's aggressively bringing people back. But from a production standpoint, he's done some nice tweaks, but it hasn't been a total overhaul. So Triple H right now is seemingly focusing on talent he wants to bring back, specifically talent that he feels can be main event, not just mid-card. Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis, Karrion Cross, EO Sky, Dakota Kai. It's amazing. And the list continues every week. Uh, so this is so far really good. Now let's let's dive into the actual nitty-gritty of Monday Night Raw because there's not a ton of negativity to, to really to, to really vent here. I know that it's fun sometimes to vent about things, and I will find something, I'm sure. But when we talk about Monday Night Raw, let's let's talk about I want to talk about Edge first. Edge. I know this closed the show, but Edge and Damian Priest in the main event. The matchup was, I think, fine. To, I mean, to good. It was, it was good. You know, I guess our definitions over the years have really evolved into what we look at as a good match or great match. And as as wrestling evolves, our standards for what we view quality wrestling matches as also continues to change. But I think Edge and Damian Priest put on a good match. Subjective, but I think they did. And the the real hook here wasn't even Edge winning. You know, because him winning doesn't shock anybody. But I actually thought we'd see Dominic in some form or fashion come in here. Now I still believe that when we go to get to Cardiff, Wales, that's when we'll see likely the big turn from Dominic. Because they, if they're going to have it happen, you're going to want it on a big stage with as many eyeballs on it as possible. Where we have Dominic turn on everybody and join the Judgment Day. That That to me is probably where they're going and saving Dominic for. But Rhea Ripley shows up. After he wins and hits Edge south of the border, we had them try Damian Priest and Finn Balor try to set him up for a concerto. That's where Beth Phoenix came in and scared them all off with a steel chair. Uh, I, I, that was okay for me. I, again, it's the the male on female violence that's banned, but female on male is totally acceptable. That thing is getting very old. I've beat that drum seemingly on an island by myself for quite some time. It, like, It's funny. I spend like sometimes 15 minutes or more just on that single topic, and nobody wants to engage with me on it, I think, because either they super disagree with me or they just feel that it's somehow tied to political ideologies or something. I don't know, but... Either way, it's just when you look at it from a just a logical standpoint that the men can't retaliate against the women is just pure nonsense and it should be nonsense. But anyway, so Rhea Ripley does show face and get pretty good heat from the Toronto audience. And 
this has really reinvigorated uh, Rhea Ripley's career so far. I mean, she hasn't exactly competed for a championship yet, but having her in a group that is that's going somewhere right now, and she's the heater right now, getting you know the, she's getting the reaction from the crowd. She's the one right now who has been the difference maker in turning the tide in the favor of the Judgment Day whenever they were down and out. So this is going to be a lot of fun. And I, you know, I, I don't know where this leads at Clash at the Castle, other than to say Dominic, I believe, will turn heel at Clash at the Castle. So we'll have a full preview and prediction show next week, of course, before the show actually airs on September 3rd. So there's that. Uh, it was cool to see Beth Phoenix, though. She's she's always fun to watch, and her emotions at ringside seemed genuine, so that was fun to watch as well. And she's, uh, you know, a legit badass woman, and... Uh, that's you know her her and Edge together are fun to watch, they they just are, and there wasn't a whole lot of build to this match at least not on the Hulu version. I didn't see many promos from Damian or Edge, and again I could have missed it if they didn't put it on Hulu, but I was waiting for some kind of you know some kind of fiery promo from Edge or something, uh, and I didn't get it. But this was all about Edge competing on Monday Night Raw for the first time in the last, what, 10 years? He hasn't been on Raw anyway competing. And now we get him versus Damian. And it seems as if Edge may be winding down his career. At least that's what I'm hearing. I don't know how much truth there is to that. And maybe he hangs it up at WrestleMania 39. You know, if I were him, I'd want to go out on top on my terms. And I think WrestleMania 39 maybe a good place in LA to do it. So we'll see, but it seems as if like slowly, but surely we're having edge kind of check things off his box. What I mean by that is when you look, okay, he comes back. He, you know, he's, he's entered into the rumble in 2020. He gets one of the biggest reactions you've ever heard upon a return and ends up going to WrestleMania facing Roman and uh, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson in a triple threat for that universal championship at the time. He doesn't actually win it, but he actually ends up in a, in a program with Randy to begin. I should have said that Randy Orton and him have one of the best possible feuds you could have. And it's one of the, one of the crimes that somehow should be prosecuted is that you have Randy Orton and Edge who killed it. Ed, Randy went on the best heel run of his career and was in front of nobody. So COVID stole that from us. But then he ends up teaming with his wife for a tag team match. Then he turns heel in, in one of the more short-lived, sadly missed opportunity of being a heel that we all know he can do. But for some reason, they, I, I hope they didn't look at the schedule and said, Hey, we're going to be in Toronto. We don't want you to get, we don't want you to get cheered. If you know, the design is to get you booed. I hope they aren't that, you know, that short sighted. I don't think they are that just because they saw Toronto coming up on the schedule, they said, Oh, we can't have you. You can't have you be a heel there, but it didn't hurt the case. So, Edge right now, beyond that, he turned heel. He went back with his wife, and now they're just kind of like, well, what haven't you done? You know, like, what have you not done yet other than capture a world championship? So I think Edge is looking at his list, his bucket list that he created, 
and he's saying, what haven't I done? You know, and I think that that's how he's looking at it. And maybe he can wind down his career on his terms as he's always wanted to. And I hope he does. Edge is by far and away one of the best wrestlers as a whole. Best, best promo. One of the best promos I've ever heard. In the ring, he doesn't have to flip-flop, fly, do 450 splashes and suicide dives to get your attention. He's a throwback, and I mean that in a positive way, where he knows how to get emotion out of you and keep the crowd interested without having to do all of those just just unnecessarily high-risk maneuvers to get a pop from the crowd. Edge just gets it, man, and I'm, I'm just... I really hope that at least he gets maybe one title run before he calls it quits, but I don't see how that's in the cards. Really, I don't. It just it's very difficult at this point because Roman's champion. There's a lot of other people who feel you know who probably need it more than just to fulfill Edge's quest that he's on to check off some boxes on his retirement comeback. So, uh, speaking of retirement, though, Trish Stratus had an interesting night, very interesting night where she came out and. Uh, you know, just the audience, and then Bailey qu- quickly interrupts. But we never knew what Trish was about to say, and I think that's the point. I mean, uh, you would imagine that her point was to say, you know, I want to, I want that women's championship, maybe. But Bianca's a babyface, so babyface Bianca versus babyface Trish doesn't exactly work. It has to be Bailey, even though she's not champion. But we didn't even get a confirmation of that match happening. Which is okay. I think it set the stage for something maybe down the line between Bailey and Bianca Belair. I mean, there's there's something there that they're going to build to, and they should. You know, uh, Bianca Belair again and Bailey is going to happen. Bailey and Trish may happen, or it may not. You know, but we still don't know what Trish was out there to say. And I, again, I think that's the point, and it keeps you guessing. Or maybe she she didn't really have anything she was going to say, and they just wanted to wrap up the segment to keep fans from thinking about or or purposely to have fans think about, oh my God, could Trish actually be announcing she's making a comeback? And hey, Trish looks great. Was she in her mid-40s? She looks awesome. She would fool me as a current star right now. So she right now was on fire in terms of her look. She felt more comfortable on the mic this this time around rather than the last couple of times, especially when Lita was there and they're supposed to be best buds and they're teaming up. All that. Uh, th- this was definitely by far and away the most comfortable I've seen Trish on the microphone since she started randomly coming back a couple of years ago. All right. So let's continue on here with uh, Monday Night Raw. And and let's see here. Um, let's talk about Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Wrestling returns to WWE. And his music hit. He walked to the ring. He, he had a promo about how he nearly decided to retire after leaving as one of NXT's biggest stars, but realized that he had big dreams, including winning WWE titles, competing at WrestleMania, and the just for whatever reason, I you know it feels like I don't know. This this is one thing that is just stomach churning for me that makes me want to gouge my eyes out, or or rather, I don't know, maybe I damage my eyes and my ears. But when a babyface has to talk about putting the company over, where it's their dream. They're like, like since birth, since their mother was, they pushed them out of the womb. They said, I want to be a WWE superstar. I'll do anything to, to, to be there. That's my dream. You can always bet on yourself. Stop. I, I mean, 
are people are people really getting inspiration from this? What's the goal of this? Because it's making I just I don't understand the need for it. Baby faces feel soft when they do this. There's just like certain traits that every baby face for some reason has to have. They have to again. They have to uh, do what I just said. T- like put over the company about how it's a dream to be here, and I dreamed about this as a boy or a girl, and I've dreamed and this is my dream. Dream, 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 dream. Like all they do is dream about is WWE, right? And and then they always have to be a fighting champion, and they have to not just tell you they're they're do be a fighting champion, but also just make sure you know, like tell you constantly they're a fighting champion, which I have argued many times is actually a very stupid and and nonsensical approach if you're a champion to just give championship matches out for the sake of your own ego, and that's really what it comes down to. So giving championship matches away is actually in being this quote fighting champion is is actually a very foolhardy thing to do if you're a champion especially a new champion but those are just some of the declarations that all all baby faces that did that uh, wwe views as potential main event stars has to uh has to recite and i'm not a fan i just i don't know i i like i like a little edge to my baby face i don't like such this uh, kind of pie in the sky type of soft family friendly baby face, but WWE still is on that, but I'm getting off track. Uh, so let's see how, what happened else uh, with Johnny wrestling here. We got, um, let's see theory interrupting and trying to get the band back together with his former teammate, but Gargano hit him with a beautiful super kick. And then he celebrated with uh, himself and <laughs> Triple H definitely had a hand in this. There's no doubt about it. And I'm really, in, uh, I'm loving what I'm seeing so far because even if you didn't watch Johnny wrestling, you didn't watch Dexter Loomis. We'll talk about him. You didn't watch carrying cross. You didn't watch hit row. Even if all these people are brand new to you, Dakota Kai, EO sky, you still like you look at them and you're like, man, they've got something. And I think Triple H is willing to invest some time and money in creative and literally time and money into finding out what those things are from people that WWE let go that that Vince or rather uh, Triple H felt clearly was not the right decision. You see, every move you see right now, I believe, is still a bit reactionary, maybe for the sake of being reactionary to to get that that monkey off the back of him that, you know, he's always oh, got to be like Vince. He's got to be like Vince has big shoes to fill. And triple H keeps saying there are big shoes to fill. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, shoes that we don't want you to fill. You know, maybe 15 years ago to even 10 years ago when Vince was still at the relatively top of his game, you know, there were, there wasn't always great creative decisions, but you know, I just, I don't know. I, I think that right now Triple H is trying to make good with the fans and, and give us a direction of where we're going. But anyway, all right. So let's see here. Does, oh, well, does that mean Johnny Gargano and Johnny Gargano and Theory are going to collide? I mean, it's very possible. But then again, Dolph Ziggler also super kicked Theory three weeks in a row and uh, didn't do anything about it. But we'll see. Uh, let's, uh, go to the next piece here. Riddle and Seth brawled to open Monday Night Raw. So that was a, a thing. 
And it was just a different way to open Raw, and I respect that. It doesn't always have to go for from pyro to 20-minute promo to setting up the main event. I mean, that's been the tried-and-true formula, and it has worked generally pretty well. I, I understand why they go back to the well on that format, but it's nice to see Raw open in a way that felt different with just a brawl going on, and also the little touch of having the camera not perfectly right there. To have them have to run up partially up the ramp to go through the curtain to see what's going on. That's and those are the things that make the difference for me. But uh, Ziggler and or rather Rollins and Riddle continue to brawl and they have the pull apart brawl. And, you know, that, that that's fine. It's fine. It, it, it's overused a bit, but they at least got on the show. And that's really all you can ask for. Uh, you know, it's sad, but at least they were on the show. <laughs> okay. So then we got the uh, semifinals, or i.e. round two, of the Women's Tag Team Title Tournament, and that saw Io Sky and Dakota Kai take on Alexa Bliss and Asuka to advance in the Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament, and Io Sky and Dakota Kai win. And they won just clean, and that, that surprised me, but I liked it because if you're going to... Uh, you're trying to get somebody over. You can't do the always underhanded tactics to win. Once in a while, having the heel win and win definitively and win in a way that doesn't undermine their credibility because they have to have somebody help them is a good thing. It's a good thing. So we had uh, Io Sky here and Dakota Kai win as they should have. The end came when Sky rolled up Asuka after Asuka forced Dakota Kai to tap but she didn't realize that Sky was actually the legal participant, not Dakota Kai. So before the match, we had Bailey, Dakota Kai, and as I said, um, Sky, Sky end up confronting Trish, and we all saw how that went. Okay, then we get Finn Balor defeating Dolph Ziggler via pinfall after a coup de grace. Ziggler had the match in hand, when, but Rhea Ripley jumped on the ring apron and hit Ziggler with a cheap shot, setting up Finn Balor for the victory. And uh, that's cool with me. I mean, Ziggler is not doing much of anything lately <laughs> other than just uh, some random TV time here and there and just somehow having, for some reason, unexplainably, having a, a bit of a issue with a theory that went away. But now he's on to Finn Balor. Kevin Owens then defeats Chad Gable. Now, this came when uh, Chad Gable opened, in a, or rather announced an open invitation, like an open challenge for anyone to come to the ring and face him. He's running down Canada, talking about their hockey players, all that stuff, which is going to get massive heat in, in, uh, in Canada. In the United States, if they ever tried to get heat, if, if heat was ever tried to be gotten, that way with uh you know crapping on our hockey teams we just say yeah, okay we know they suck so like <laughs> it's amazing how big hockey is there and it's here it's just uh it's just not even close so we got uh, kevin owens coming to the rescue as a fellow canadian 
coming out and uh, really good match here with a much more competitive match with Chad Gable than I had imagined. I originally thought this was going to be kind of a squash and it wasn't, which was good. It eats up time, which you need to eat up time in a three hour show. It doesn't just bury Gable as this guy that can't handle himself unless he's in a tag team match. And uh, I really, I've really enjoyed uh, his gimmick, Chad Gable's gimmick, since he got together with Otis. The way that uh, he says "shoosh" and all that, he's got a "shoosh" T-shirt. It's just right now, I, I you know, I'm, I'm just surprised that this match was so competitive. You know, not that Kevin Owens had a really, in my mind, an opportunity to lose this, but it still was. It, it still was really fun to see, and the crowd loved Kevin Owens here. I mean, they exploded for Kevin Owens, and as they should, he ends up beating Chad Gable with a pop-up powerbomb. When's the last time he beat anybody with that move? But more power to him. So that's that's good. He oh, and Kevin Owens hit a stunner on Otis, and that's pretty much it. Oh, having Owens powerbomb Gable on top of him. Yep. So I'm reading notes from another uh, website to make sure I don't miss anything, but. Yeah, so Kevin Owens right now, is he babyface? I mean, I don't know because is he just being cheered because he's been in Canada the last two Monday nights with Montreal and Toronto? Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to make of Kevin Owens as a babyface or a heel now. Bailey had a match with Aaliyah and semi competitive, but generally it was a Bailey squash of Aaliyah. After hitting a rose plan, and Bailey should be winning right now. She she should be. She just came back. She's got a group. She just started. Bailey has to win. So the Miz and Champa versus Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles ended in a, a no contest because Dexter Loomis appeared in the crowd and kidnapped the Miz and dragged him into it looked like hell. I mean, <laughs> he dragged him basically into the the basement of the arena. And who knows where he is, but Dexter Loomis is here. Dexter Loomis has arrived. And if you have not heard or seen of Dexter Loomis before, I'd encourage you to go to NXT uh, and watch the the work he's done or just YouTube it for God's sakes. But God, Dexter Loomis has such a great look. The look he has is it's so just cold and empty, but also, you could see money being made with him. I mean, I really, I have no issues with any of this. And, you know, I don't know if AJ Styles is going to eventually get involved. And it seemed like Dexter Loomis was targeting AJ Styles. But then this past week, we had uh, we had the Miz get kidnapped. So, I don't know. I don't know what's happening right now. But, let's see. Uh, that Does that really wrap up Monday Night Raw? I feel like I'm missing something, guys. There's no way this is the end of it. You know, but oh, I haven't really talked about the Johnny wrestling promo. It was so genuine. I mean, it made you feel something. It made you feel like this this isn't scripted. This isn't supposed to th- this is not something he rehearsed backstage right before he came out. And I you know, I know that uh, I'm not a fan of the squishy ushy stuff, but he made it feel real and he made it feel fun. And he made it feel like he was just talking to his friends. And and uh, Johnny Gargano is clearly Gargano, Gargano or whatever, has clearly been in this position before. He feels comfortable. He knows himself. He, he's confident. And that's so key. 
because if you don't believe what you're saying, I'm not gonna. And it was it was fun. But uh, that boy, this is too. I feel like this is too fast, guys. I don't know what's going on here. Um, I probably am missing some massive segment of Raw or, or whatever. Uh, but this this was good. And, and again, the main event with Edge and and Beth Phoenix getting involved with Damian and all that. There has to be a big big turn coming at Clash at the Castle because otherwise, where where the hell's Dom? Right, we're not getting any medical updates on Dominic Mysterio. Not that I'm asking for one, but it's weird that we're not getting them anyway. So, what else is going on? Uh, let me check the news, guys. I wonder if it, sometimes there's like big news items that that happen as I'm you know, recording. Um, oh, the, the women's tag team title tournament, boy, they can't catch a break with that one bracket, huh? <laughs> they have to go back to a second challenge or a second chance tag team match on. Um, Friday night, so I'm not against it, but they they just they seem to have some kind of curse or hex on that one bracket in the uh, tournament. Okay, so do I? Th- I had somebody ask me, do I think that Sasha is going to return? I think there's a much better chance of that now that Triple H is in, in charge. Would I have said that you know, freaking two months ago with, with Vince still in charge? No. Uh, let's see here. Backstage news. I'm, I'm looking through just some of the credible websites and let's see. Uh, the, apparently the ratings this week were steady. Even after edge returned to, to, uh, to, to his hometown. And, uh, that pretty much does it. I hate to end so early guys, but, uh, tomorrow I'll be back with, I don't know about the mailbag. I'm, I'm actually busy all day. I'm going to be Busy, busy, busy all day with work and actually like a little we're, we're, we're going out. You know, my my uh, family and I are going out tomorrow. So it may be a little bit of a uh, a tough, a tough get for me to do the mailbag tomorrow. But uh, I'm going to try it. If not, I will be home half half day on Thursday. So I'm going to try to get the mailbag done tomorrow. But more than likely, the mailbag will be done on Thursday. So please consider sending us questions to mailbag at wwpodcast.com or of course you can uh you can call us this the the number is in the description notes of each episode so if you guys want to participate in the mailbag you can do that but uh, otherwise that pretty much wraps up monday night raw everybody thank you so much for listening i'll talk to you next time